Hello there. Thanks for joining me today on the Psychology Report. You know, it takes a person to be dead 25 years to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. But that is the least of the requirements, you know. You know, there are many, many requirements for the Hall of Fame. A consistent pattern of achievement and success and accomplishment, recognition by peers and others, a lifestyle that is characterized by consideration, uh, optimism, personal drive, you know, just many, many, many factors that come to play that makes a person eligible. But today what I'd like to do is just focus on one of these characteristics, consideration. Are you a considerate person? Are your children considerate of others? Is your home recognized as a home of consideration for those in the neighborhood, for those next door, for those that come and go from your personal acquaintance? In other words, do you have a distinction as a home, as a family, of being considerate of others? Well, let's take a look at this, okay? If the children are going to be considerate of others, you as a parent first have to give the example of consideration, empathy, thoughtfulness in your daily interactions in the home with your children. In other words, you're the model. You're the example. You're the one they look to. You're the one they follow. You're the one they imitate in their own development of consideration and the skills of consideration of others. You see, it just doesn't happen. Kids are not born with consideration. That's learned behavior. And they learn it first and foremost in the home by watching you as a parent. Do you consider each other as spouses? Do you have an empathy for each other, a thoughtfulness of each other? Is that displayed? Is that recognized by the children? Do you treat the children with consideration, with empathy, with thoughtfulness? Do you encourage them to treat each other that way? Do you encourage them to treat you as parents that way? In other words, there's a kind of a 360 to it. You know, everybody treats everybody within the context of consideration, thoughtfulness, and empathy. And if that's the case, you have a home that would be considered a considered home, a considerate home. And other people will benefit from that as they come and go out of your home and have interactions with you as parents and with your children and with you as a family. You know, number two is, let me, here's a second point. Talk to your children about the needs of others and develop a plan to be of help if possible. You know, people around you have needs. People around you get come in times of stress and distress and trauma. People around you have times of great difficulty and they need support and they need your support and they need the support of others. And are you a person, are you a home, are you a family that responds to the needs of others and has a plan to help them and will develop a plan to help them? So talk to your kids about that. Whenever there's a need, bring it up and talk to them. Let them become aware of it. Don't hide that. You know, if one of the children in your family has a particular need, you know, that needs to be talked about. The other children in the family need to recognize that that's a need, and maybe they can help respond to it. 
I remember one family I worked with where one child had a learning disability, quite a severe one. And after the family sat down and talked about it openly, the other children got on board and were supportive and encouraging and helpful. And that kid, although he had a learning disability and never really succeeded greatly, he did better. He did much better. And there was an acceptance within the family. So you see, talk about it. If there's a need down the block, if there's a need in your church, if there's a need in an organization that you're part of, if there's a need somewhere that you're aware of, well, get out the old garage sale signs and do a garage sale and give the money to that particular need. You know, take up a collection around the kids in the school, in the neighborhood, so that somebody can be benefited. Maybe someone in the neighborhood has a need. Well, go around the neighbors and ask them all to kick in a little bit. That'd be a great thing. If somebody has a fire, you know, chick, chip in and give them clothes and furniture and things like that. Help orchestrate so that need is met. Or just give to an organization like the Fresno, Fresno Rescue Mission or the rescue mission in your community. They serve a lot of people who are in need. Give them some money. Send food down there. Send clothing so that they can use that to help others. Okay, here's the third point. Help your children view events and situations through the eyes of the other person. You know, we are so self-centered. You know, we live in a world of self-centeredness. We see the world through our own eyes. We don't view the world through the eyes of others, particularly through the eyes of somebody who's in trouble or who has a problem or who has a need. So in other words, what is the world like when you consider looking at it through the eyes of somebody else? And um, how do they feel about it? Uh, a burn victim. How do they feel? An accident case. Maybe somebody had an automobile accident. How do you think the people in that accident feel? How do you think they experience life now? Well, get into their skin a little bit. Look at the world through their eyes, the fear and the anxiety that they probably feel following an accident like that. So help the children view events as other people view them. Get them to kind of consider, how would you view this if you were that person? How do you think that person would view it if they were you? You know, so you kind of get out of your own skin and view the world and view events and particular trauma events and difficult events through the eyes of the other person. Here's number four. Encourage acts of caring and acts of kindness, if you will, and feel good about it. You know, we have this kind of idea of random acts of kindness. I don't like that idea. Acts of kindness shouldn't be random. Acts of kindness should be very targeted and specific. Acts of kindness can be very helpful and very loving and very caring and very helpful and supportive and, and building up of somebody who's down. But it's got to be targeted to a particular person for a particular need at a particular time. You see? So care for that person. Engage in acts of kindness. Help. Give. Give to them. Give clothing. Give money. Give time. Give your support. Give your energy. And encourage them. Be kind. Be thoughtful. Be caring. And then just feel good about what you've done. Feel good about how you've contributed to the life of, of somebody else. And as a family, you want to talk about that. What you do for somebody is wonderful. But then sit back and discuss 
how you feel about now that you've done it. So you want the kids to get a good sense of it's a good feeling to help somebody else. That's where they learn consideration, you see. Now help your children feel how others feel when they're hurt and when they're wronged. You know, today I had an experience with somebody who felt they were wronged, felt hurt. You know, I tried to be supportive. I tried to be encouraging. I tried to be helpful. So you can too. You know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But you can reach out and you can be helpful and you can certainly try to be helpful, you know, to somebody who is hurt for some particular reason or feel that they've been wronged. Kind of feel as they feel. Support them as they need support. Encourage them as they need encouragement. Let them talk as they need to talk. Let them listen. You listen to, to them as they talk. And then together, there'll be healing that will take place and there'll be life brought back into the individual's uh, situation where they felt wronged. And then let me ask this point. Select a family project to help somebody in need. Get a project going as a family. Maybe collect quarters for maybe three, four months, five months, six months. Then give them to an organization. Or maybe collect eyeglasses from you as a family, but from all your friends and all the kids at school and Everywhere up and down the street, just collect eyeglasses. Because there are organizations that will take those eyeglasses and ship them to South America and give them out to people who need glasses. There's programs like that. The Lions organization has a program like that. You see, you can develop a little program to be of help to somebody, whether it's in your neighborhood or whether it's across the world. There's needs all over. You know, and you as a family, even though you're small, you can do something. Maybe twice a year have a project that you do something for somebody else in another part of the world. And maybe you can encourage your friends to participate in that and be supportive and maybe raise money or raise, as I say, eyeglasses or medical supplies or, you know, whatever it might be. Sporting equipment maybe even. Clothing. You know, Ship and I have a friend who sends clothing to Ethiopia twice a year. A box is full of them because they're people have a need and appreciate when clothing comes in that manner. It's a family that does that. So you can too. And then lastly, let me say this. Observe and talk about how others carry out acts of kindness. And then you aim to do likewise. You say, notice what other people do and then try to repeat it. Notice what other people do and compliment it. Notice what other people do as acts of kindness and And just be praising of it. And let your children see it from the point of view of that's a great idea and a good thing and maybe we can do something similar to it. Maybe the same thing or maybe something similar. But see, observe and talk about what other people do that's good and that's helpful and caring and kind and thoughtful to somebody else. And you know what? Get in there and do it yourself. That would be a great idea, you know, for you. So um, a lot of times churches do this. A lot of times organizations do this. But you as a family, you're an organization. You can do it too. You can do it alone. Or you can join forces with somebody else. So I know a family that collects blankets and sends them out during the winter months to the homeless. I know an organization that collects winter coats and gives them to the homeless during the winter months. You see, there's lots of things you can do. Just be creative. 
If there's a need, look in ways in which you can meet that need and help supply whatever is necessary so that need is met. Be kind, be thoughtful, be empathetic, but be creative in the process of doing so. Well, anyway, this has been Alan Hedberg and the Psychology Report. Now, I tell you what, today is Friday. Tomorrow Saturday, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. I do my television program on Central Valley Talk. Internet television, Central Valley Talk. You just access it. And then you look up there, you'll see it. Doctor, teach me to parent. And I do a one-hour television program for parents, particularly young parents, in the area of parenting. It's called Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. So, watch it. Or, tell somebody else to watch it. If you know somebody who might benefit from a program like that, pass it on. But make it a regular part of your Saturday morning. It's 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time. So, um, it's Dr. Teach Me to Parent, and the internet television is centralvalleytalk.com. centralvalleytalk.com. Nice to have you with me. My website is booksbyhedberg.com. Booksbyhedberg.com. And there you might see some books that would be very helpful, you know, to you along this line of teaching your children the positive traits that will do them well in years to come. Bye for now.